listening to highlights from One Planet Podcasts, interview with Jeffrey Sachs, professor at Columbia University and director of the United Nations Sustainable Development Solutions Network. This podcast is supported by the Jan Michalski Foundation. I was very lucky 21 years ago that Kofi Annan, who was then the secretary general of the UN, asked me to be his advisor and to advise him specifically on what were called the Millennium Development Goals. These were the objectives that the UN nations adopted in September 2000 to fight poverty and to improve health and education. And the Sustainable Development Goals are the successor goals to the Millennium Development Goals. The SDGs were adopted in 2015. I like the goals not only because of what they stand for, but because the whole world agreed on them. I like the idea that the world has agreed on something that we don't agree on very much. If I had to choose one, though, uh, it is SDG number four. Uh, SDG four is that all kids should be in school, that everybody should get an education. If we're just badly educated, we're not going to make it on this planet. Let's empower young people so that they know the future. They know the world that they're going to be leading soon. They can do something about it. In fact, specifically target 4.7, which says that everybody should learn about sustainable development. Everybody should learn about global citizenship. Everybody should learn tolerance for other people's cultures. So I'm helping uh, to spearhead an initiative for the UN Sustainable Development Solutions Network, working together with UNESCO, the UN uh, uh, Education, Science and Cultural Organization, with the Ban Ki-moon Center and with Pope Francis and the Vatican on an initiative for target 4.7, that everybody should learn sustainable development. I'd like students in every city in the country, in every village, to work on how their own city can be sustainable, their own village, and go meet with the mayor. This is what should be done. Because the truth of the matter is, so many adults are completely irresponsible, or they went through uh, school without learning these things. And so the young people will know better. We need young people who are well-trained, who are well-educated, ready to take on leadership so that we can actually solve 21st century problems and not use 20th century mindsets. There's really a, a moral dimension with this, which is not always addressed, we prioritize winning, winning of elections or the appearance of global dominance over what really should be, I feel, and I think you feel welfare over winning. Of course, this is a moral question because morals is nothing more than living a proper life, being responsible citizens, being responsible businesses, behaving properly. So we need to have a, an understanding of our responsibilities. That comes with understanding the basics of the science. Also, you can't really understand what are our responsibilities to the planet unless you also understand how we're wrecking the planet. And that requires scientific insight, scientific knowledge, 
So having said this, how can we as individuals grapple with the tension between the systemic causes of climate change and everyday individual actions that we are told contribute to climate change? We need to change the energy system from one that's based on coal, oil, and gas to one that is based overwhelmingly on zero carbon renewable energy, like wind power and solar power. So that's the first thing. And then you ask, can it be done? And that is a question that can be studied systematically. We can ask, well, how do I fit into that? Uh, I'm, I'm a citizen, so I vote for politicians. That's one way that I fit into this. I, I um, often have a choice, uh, even on my own electricity bill, do I want to buy zero carbon? Do I want to buy solar uh, or fossil fuel? In many places in the US, you actually can say, I want clean energy. Of course, we also have to use our voice to our politicians who are uh, looking uh, for votes to tell them, we're not voting for you unless you start taking care of us as citizens. We are endangered. So yes, we can be responsible in our own behavior. We can be responsible in our own communities, whether it's on campus, in our classrooms, uh, in uh, in uh, business sector. We can be responsible as citizens in our politics. Yes. And another thing that you have been, you know, critical of is, you know, governments, of course, and I guess the fear in America against, you know, other countries of fear of losing um, world dominance in, in some ways. There's some strange idea in some part of uh, this country, uh, not most of us, but some part that America has to dominate the world. America has to be the most powerful. We're not safe unless we're more powerful than the others. Well, think of a world in which everyone is worrying in that way. That's a world of arms races, of wars, of conflict. It doesn't make anybody safe. It's not based on negotiation. It's not based on our government saying to another government, hey, we're both facing climate change. What should we do together about this? It would be so much better to invest in one's own country and diversify the wealth or, you know, spread it out. I think if, I think Americans have no, well, I don't know, maybe they do have an idea and it's just depressing how much we wasted on wars in Afghanistan, in Iraq, in Syria, in Libya, how much we waste having 800 military bases around the world in 80 countries. Why do we have a Pentagon budget of roughly $800 billion a year right now and then say, oh, we can't afford childcare? Because yeah, we spent it all on the military or we gave tax cuts to the richest Americans. But the game is rigged in this country by super rich donors, by the military industrial complex, by Wall Street, the congressmen are just asking, who's going to pay for my campaign? Then it turns out the lobbyists raise their hand, say, we will, and you will vote our way. You'll vote for war. You'll vote for military equipment. You'll vote for uh, new gifts for Wall Street, whatever it is. This is why things are so strange, actually, because uh, we like to think of ourselves as a democracy and we'd like it to be a democracy, but then 
you have uh, the people in Congress representing lobbyists, and it's done in public view. That's because our political system got broken by money and politics. On the other hand, we, I mean, there's so many inspiring individuals, uh, such as yourself, I mean, a real philanthropist in America, and those human stories are something so, uh, that you, and you highlight important issues in your podcast, which is the book club with Jeffrey Sachs. During the pandemic, uh, I think a lot of us found actually more time to read books or listen to audiobooks as we're walking <laughs> to try to get out of our flats. I kept uh, coming across new, wonderful books and said, mm, I really want to talk to that author. So I started a podcast so I could talk to the authors. And I've been having an absolutely fantastic time meeting especially historians who help to illuminate how we got to where we are right now. And so I've been speaking with fantastic historians explaining America's own past, but also I sneak in some of the scientists with some new science and some, uh, uh, an economist uh, now and then I'm having a great time with it. So, you know, you have a more, you're, I think you, you like the social democratic models of Northern Europe. Um, do you think we could, do you think America could move towards that? We need to move to an economy, which I would call uh, a sustainable development economy, which has three parts to it. One, we want to be prosperous. Second, we want to be fair. And third, we want to be sustainable. So. The idea of sustainable development is a new kind of economy. It has a lot of features, like you say, with the social democracies of Northern Europe, which already for a hundred years have taken a special effort to be fair and to be inclusive. In the United States, we turned our government over to billionaires. It's, it's shocking uh, because they've got enough, frankly, it's the rest of society that needs some help. So. Yes, a new kind of politics. And when you look at the pieces of it, ah, it's achievable. So, you know, in closing, what were some teachers or life lessons that were important to you? Uh, what would you like young people to know, preserve, and remember? Well, I want you to get involved because uh, it's your future. It's your time please work hard at understanding the issues because that's really important. This requires constant, endless thinking, study, making friends with people in other countries, comparing, uh, understanding. This is really important. Keep open-minded, but uh, understand it's, it is, it's our opportunity. It's our need to help make a better world. And uh, I, I, I put a lot of hope and we have to put a lot of hope in, in today's young people. Uh, their eyes are open. They know that there's a lot of, a lot of important things to do, but I see them uh, absolutely intent on doing it. We hope you've enjoyed this program and listening to the highlights of this podcast. If you would like to get involved in One Planet Podcast or learn more about environmental projects, click on the subscribe button. Thank you for listening.